0: This is a CNA Podcast Doors are
1: closing Hello everyone and welcome back to Work It Hands up Okay, silent hands up to those of you who are quite sick and tired of reading about chat GPT. I have to say when I first read it. I was very intrigued. And we even had a fascinating discussion on Heart of the Matter podcast on it. The team went to try it out, asking ChatGPT to write stuff for us, do questions for us, etc. But now I'm feeling less excited, Adrian. I know you are a fan and one of those people who are very willing and adept at trying AI. So I'm sure you've used ChatGPT quite a bit.
2: Yes, I have been using quite a fair bit. In fact, I'm one of those people who have made me very jaded about reading more stuff about ChatGPT because I also personally wrote about it online. And I think it has been really fascinating to have this amazing technology to help us do a lot of the grunt work, especially things that you usually have to spend so much time on with very little value to show for. So I think it has been really amazing in the course of my work. Has it been equally useful for you?
1: Yeah, I consider my work to be creative. I write a lot. So for listeners who are interested, even in a medium like podcast, we do write out a focus for our conversation we want to pursue. We come up with a rough sketch of, you know, questions we want to ask. The team also spends a lot of time crafting social media messages, blurbs you see on CNA's Instagram or Facebook posts. They are thought through, so we pick the right framing, words. So if I am to understand correctly, someday, perhaps even today if I care to do it... An AI program can do some of these tasks for me.
2: I'm sure some of them are already being done, which of Mm. course also leads us to many other questions. So what does it mean for businesses? How about for specific jobs? And perhaps most importantly right now, how is AI going to change the way we work?
1: With us is CK Tan, Senior Director for Solutions and Value Engineering at Click. Welcome to Work It, CK.
0: Hi, good morning, Crispina and Adrian. Excited to be with you on this podcast.
2: So give us a listeners a bit of who you are and your career journey as well as your role at Click. Have you always been in technology? Yes, Adrian. I have been in technology lines for about eighteen years.
0: Most of it is actually in the Data and analytics area. So i have been in various roles in consulting, in product marketing as well. In some creative works currently, I'm more as a strategic and business value advisors. So I'm working at this company called Click. It's uh, one of the leading data integration and analytics company. Put it simply, right? I'm just helping organization, helping my clients to turn their data into go.
1: So you've been in data for 18 years. That's like longer than many people are now into data, right? We just spoke to two girls who are quite young, and they. Just started coding so you've been in the space for quite some time you must have seen some changes right
0: yeah a lot of changes. The Machine learning, the AI coming in. I guess the fundamental of uh, us as human or as business user trying to find an answer to your business question, that still remains. What changes mm. is just how these tools come along and help us to get an answer quicker, probably okay, easier
1: okay. as well. So, generative AI, that's the big term now, right? And that's the big buzzword. That's what Chat GPT is. It's already producing poetry and art, and I read that it's winning competitions too. So, how How fast has the scale been for you? I'm not into AI. I'm quite a non-data person. But to me, it seemed like it was dormant for so long. And then suddenly, it's going to take over our jobs. It's going to take over the world. From your perspective, a simple definition of generative AI and what has changed?
0: Generative AI, as the name suggests, artificial intelligence. So it makes use of machine learning models. So generative AI is really about helping us to generate contents. All of us hear about ChatGPT generating responses into, in terms mm. of our question in text. But there's also images and also sounds that's coming up. This is not new, Crispina. I think this has been around for a while. ChatGPT yeah. just came along like a big avalanche coming along the way.
1: Good marketing, right, for open AI?
0: Definitely. In the space that I work in, in, data analytics. We use a lot of capabilities like conversation analytics that's really to help business users to generate narrative about the data that they are reading. So instead of them trying to make sense of what the data is, so mm. conversation analytics first help them to actually ask a simple question, it "Was my sales today? And generate mm. response, uh, not just giving them the sales of today, but giving them a trend. Over the last three months, has been declining. So um, mm. this technology has been existing. For example, my company quickly acquired this company called Insight Advisor, and a mm. couple of years back and we integrated in this product, right? So again, the technology is not new, but what right. is new is uh, it's getting smarter, right? In terms of giving the mm. responses back to the business users.
2: I do a lot of content. La. So I use it to do outline, I use it to create some draft copies, in fact, some paraphrasing. And most recently I discovered this also a very interesting trick whereby a copy can be rewritten in the style of a specific person. So this copy, I could just fit it in and tell the AI to, can you rewrite this in the style of Hemingway and it's able to do so. But all these are very, for fun, I'm very certain your work is much more serious than the silly things that I do. In the course (laughs) of your work, do you use it to make it easier for you to get through some of the tasks that you have on hand? I
0: guess I wish I had it when I was in product marketing, doing a lot of content creation. I wouldn't say I chanced upon GBD like many people, right? reading it mm. on social media. I got to try it out myself. So I downloaded the software, signed it around my account, and I'm just working on a white paper at the time around supply chain, right? So let's try it, right? Tell me what should I be doing in the latest trend of supply chain along that line. And it gave me mm. that responses in split seconds, coming out typing like a typewriter. And now I'm still like, I'm sceptical. How original is this, right? So I kind of cut the entire content and I use Grammarly a lot in my work, right? And it came back with 0% of plagiarism, right? Which is like the original text. And I was like, wow.
1: That means the grammar was perfect.
0: And there's no references from any other website. It's just not copy and paste. So it did right. generate the content. Like what Adrian said, right? They could even write the my style.
1: Aside from testing uh, ChatGPT, I was reading that just in one week... It got a million users. That's insane. So by now, that number must have multiplied. But I'm interested in daily tasks. I want to pick up on something you said on data. Previously... You used to have to put it in an Excel sheet, do the calculations, and then you need to create another PowerPoint slide, and then you need to write out, okay, this is the top line results, these are the trends. There's a lot of effort on your part as a human being, right? So, are you telling me now with AI, it's actually doing all that for you?
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. So now, if you are able to fit in historical data within mm. a tablet format, using machine learning models, we are able first, I think statistically, right, telling you what's the trend, right, what's the anomaly here, pointing that out. Mm. But because machine learning, one of the capabilities could be predictive as well, it may be able to predict trends for you. Now, If you have a business user right now, so the daily Mm. task of gathering information that's automated in most tools today, but what it does is instead of me spending time to try to decipher what the data is telling me, now, generative AI could be actually used to tell you information that you may be able to read know by just looking at chart, but it may be able to tell some insights that you may not just know, for example, a hidden trend or anomaly. And I think that's what generative AI will comes in as a key important assistance for all the business users today, especially when it comes to analyzing of data.
1: That's such an important part of work, right?
0: I think in today's world, there's a lot of noise out there, especially in the world of information and data. Now, you're dealing with data that's internal, what we call systems of records. That could be your CRM systems that tell you everything about your customers. It could be your sales Mm. systems telling you about your previous purchases. Putting this together is really a nightmare for most organizations. Now, you add it on top with the external data coming in. Now, Mm. trying to make sense of all this can be sometimes quite overwhelming for certain businesses user, oh, where am I going to get started? And as you see in the last few years, there's a lot of push within organizations that we're going to drive up data literacy, right? We're going to help the users how to understand the medium and mode, which is really the fundamentals that we learned from school. Now, with generative AI coming in, I kind of like was thinking around the whole way of learning on how to use tools like this completely changed the game. Let me give you an example, right? Instead of you trying to understand how to read a visualization, like a chart, or a graph, for example. Mm. If you're using tools like Generative AI, instead of you clicking through a chart or create a dashboard that's recorded, now you actually could type a questions. What is interesting is the type of questions will lead to the type of answers mm. that you may or not be seeking. So I guess the skill right now is really how do I actually help to ask a good, insightful questions? Another example I just saw on a posting on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago during the Chinese year in the big Ang Bao Total to Draw. Some was asking ChatGPT how <laughs> to actually maximize my winning rate in winning total, right? And yeah, yeah, we gave some responses. I'll not tell you what responses to give, <laughs> but definitely our numbers. And someone went in and asked a different question. How do I strike Toto? GPD came back and said, it's wrong to strike somebody. <laughs> like hitting somebody, right? Now, more important is actually teaching everyone, right? Whether you're using mm-hmm. a generative AI tools or using ABI software, is how to actually ask the right questions so that you can get the right responses, right? Wrong questions, wrong answer. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a game changer in coming years, especially as this technology becomes more or in other words, smarter.
2: I like to bring this into the office because most white-collar, I don't think they really ask them any questions, but then they do <laughs> spend a lot of time on tools like Microsoft Office, your words, your Excel, etc. And the announcement of ChatGPT has created millions of faithful users. But the other more interesting news is Microsoft has also invested a lot of money into OpenAI. So with this coming into the picture, how do you think it may change the way we work? Given Microsoft is already a market leader in work and productivity tools, can you imagine for us some of the scenarios that it might benefit the common white-collar workers? It ranges across the
0: different industries. For example, if you are in the customer service line, right, that's where the chatbots mm-hmm. comes in. It could be a customer talking directly to a chatbot. And again, I think where I'm seeing the possibility where gpt comes along is a lot more smarter in terms of responses. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to marketing, again, using suggestions in terms of recommendations, in terms of productive push-off, there could be another use case. And then sales as well, right? Particularly in terms of helping to craft up what we call business development letters that you want to write to your particular customers based on their job profiles and company, this all can be generated. I guess that a nutshell is really about productivity gain. And mm. the question is, how do you actually translate all this productivity gain into more value added work that only human can perform? Yes. Sometimes it could be human to human interaction. I think you only serve to be a great assistance, but I don't think it can totally replace human's job,
2: hopefully not. But in the case <laughs> in the of the customer field. service uh, scenario given, I imagine it whereby the CS person all that is left for this person to do is to press the send button. How would then this person be able to add better value in order to go beyond just pressing the send button? Emotions aside, that comes a lot
0: of experience, right? For example, if you ask Jet GPT to put in a response for you, right, he was the best response based on the question you asked, based on the information it's being fed. But we as a human could actually look at the response. And I say, this response seems to be something that I've used before and doesn't really work well. How but maybe I add in probably one more sentence. For example, my XYZ customers have used mm. this elsewhere, that ChatGPT would not know because this could be information that is from your own experience. That coming together would actually help employees to be more efficient and again a
2: lot more productive. Hey everyone, my name's Stephen Chia and I'm host of CNA's weekly news podcast, Heart of the Matter. Now each week, my job is to ask questions you have like, why is the COE so high? Why aren't singles dating? Or what is going on with the red hot property market in Singapore? If you want the views behind the news, then tune in each week as we get to the heart of the matter. We are on the CNA and Me Listen apps and wherever you get your podcasts. Hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it drops.
1: So basically, you have to do a little bit more work to make it more customized, right? If everybody is receiving the same set of information, obviously, I would know, right? In fact, I noticed that when chat pushes out writing, for example, it uses certain words, which mm-hmm. in normal conversation or in normal human writing, we don't. For example, it likes to use additionally.
2: Therefore.
1: Therefore. And so there are certain things that I wouldn't write as a human being. It doesn't have that element of personal touch. Lah. I'm hoping that someday I can tell an AI to come up with a deck that I need to present to my boss <laughs> and that I just only need to look and see how to customise. Of course the data part is very useful so that I am freed up to do more thinking work, to do more creative work, to pitch for more ideas and other stuff, right?
0: Yeah. At this moment, I'm not trusting any of the answer to be automated. Uh, These days I give you like an attempt Another example just two weeks back, a click of mine was asking me about this question. So we have our annual Clickboard like a transformation award and say, CK, you know, we're nominating this company. He wants to know whether they are past winners from this particular industry. I say, no worries. I was on Jet GPT, I was selling him on one of the chat. <laughs> he said, Let me find it. I type it in, generate answer. Guess what? I was like, I was just trusting it in the last few months to helping me to write some of my stuff, right? Researching and stuff. The answer came back with zero percent accuracy of like, Ooh. hold on, what do you even get answer from? That particular incident of like, hold on, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Makes you stop in your tracks a little bit, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Let's talk about something you actually mentioned at the start. And this is about ethics. This is something that everybody is grappling with. So as a writer, I have to admit, when I see a piece that is written by a bot and it's not clear that it was written by an AI, maybe passed off that it's written by a human being, that's like basic journalistic ethics. Because we always put a name to creative writing. Of course, you have to put in effort into the prompts and clean up the language, double-check your facts, like you say, make sure that your stuff is accurate. But the bulk of it comes not from you. Do you feel that we shouldn't really worry about ethics so much, especially if it's going to improve your work? Or it really depends on the company or the industry?
0: I think on the contrary, I... Will be very worried about that. Yes, we know there's a lot of data, there's a lot of information that's feeding from. But personally, I got no idea where it comes from. So I give you an example. Another branch of uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning is computer vision. Training an AI model or machine learning model is akin to teaching a baby. Right. If you show the model a thousand pictures that this is a coke bottle, for example, mm. in a thousand one time you'll say yeah this is a coke bottle, but yep. if you just say that This is Sprite, (laughs) right? You will tell it is right. Now, put that in context right, about the information that in generative AI or chat GPT, the information fitting in sometimes could be biased as well, depending on what kind of information that you feed in. True. And this is could be quite dangerous in some context if you are going to use it, right? Because it could be having discrimination against that would actually be quite disastrous. I think there's a lot of articles around misinformation. So like tools mm. like generative AI could be used to mass broadcast in terms of misinformation or fake news. But again, government regulators, organization at large is actually looking at this. I'm saying that in the near future, there could be an ethics body that's coming out to prescribe the use of that. And I did mention about accuracy, right? The example that I provided, how accurate the data is, Mm. we are really not sure from that perspective. I guess at this moment, we're still in a trying out phase, how it best fits into our Cost of work, but I have no doubt that you will be part of our work life and in the very near future but probably not as much as just replacing a human that's behind the desk.
1: Mm. So I think
0: there are a lot more that's going to come along this way.
1: So it's still early days, yet it will evolve. I know newsrooms are grappling with this. Technically, an AI could write a story, a short story. Uh, Let's say uh, economic data, that comes out every quarter. You just feed it the information, it just spits out the key things that people need to know. But the reader has to know that was done by an AI. There was no human intervention in that. At least there's an idea that, okay, this is where it's coming from.
2: Yeah, I've read somewhere that BuzzFeed actually laid off quite a number of people, I think about 10, 15%. And at the same time, they've also announced that they'll be using generative AI to create new content. A Mm. few months ago, CNET was actually caught doing the same thing, but CNET did not openly say they were doing so. So I think it's already going in that direction in a good or a bad way, but slowly but surely, I believe we should probably be seeing even more of that. Many people that I know of, my friends, at the individual level, they are already toying around with this tool to help them with certain stuff, especially when they're working from home. I'm just wondering how can then company really prepare their workforce for the adoption of this kind of tools, as well as all the other emerging tools out there? Because most of the time, company tend to be the slowest adopter of this kind of things. Being cautious
0: is probably where most organization is looking at. If not avoiding what's coming, right? Is a big avalanche is coming? Is you know you're trying to yeah. put a small umbrella and say I don't want to avoid it? No, you couldn't. It's a big wave that's coming your way. I think it's to provide uh, simple guidelines in terms of how to, you should be using it in your workplace. If if you're gonna use it in your workplace, just make sure that you actually read through it. You don't want to get into some situations that you have a responses that is probably providing some irresponsibility kind of writings that could actually damage the reputation of the companies and, yeah. and stuff like this along the line. So I think that still should be a human element to that until the technology itself can be more matured. Some of the tech companies are coming together will be useful to just provide some guidelines. You know, give some lights around the black box. The whole thing is now a black box. If you do yep. not know enough about it, there's always scepticism or maybe some excitement around this. But once you start to shine some light on the boxes why it responds in a certain way
1: Maybe as a last question CK what advice would you have for I wouldn't say just businesses but just for people because some people get very nervous especially people who are slightly older and maybe not as IT savvy as Adrian obviously so they get very nervous about Oh, how am I gonna learn all this new stuff? What advice would you have?
0: I guess what we're saying right now is Chat right? It's a chatbot where you really have to ask questions and it give out responses. Uh, what, but really, what's behind it is probably APIs that they can link to. For example, a voice recognition software. Mm. If my mom is gonna start using it, tell me the weather for the data forecast. And and these are things that Siri and iPhone can doing it. You could actually put on to easier to use devices that any human being would be able to interact better with it that's one and as a parent of three I'm always asking the questions right how long can I hide this away from them should I ban it from them or should I start to talk to them how can it be helping you to enhance your studies right if you're going to write it to write an essay right mm. for example would you actually proofread it where potentially mm. you could improve on it my advice for anyone could be in an organization it could be a worried parents is really to shine more light into the black box as I say embrace it but use it in a responsible manner you want to actually add more of your own thinking mind to that because a robot is a robot but what makes us human is our knowledge plus the emotions and experience coming back. And that's what the thinking mind
2: is. I have one last question, CK. When do you think ChatGPT can pass PSLE with flying colors? Have you read the latest? So they already
0: have started to get some of the answers correct. So I think it's a matter of time. But interesting question, Adrian. I was thinking like, how did they pass the bar exam and couldn't pass our PSLE? Our teachers did well here.
1: (laughs) thank you so much CK between the two of us it is clear that Adrian is the more IT savvy okay he's got his hands in AI he dabbles with all sorts of tech he sends me all these links with all these interesting tools which I promptly ignore I quite likely represent the group who is still unsure as to how AI can really lift my work can really make my work better right now all I find myself wishing is that I had more hours in the day to do the work
2: that I like. AI cannot solve every work problem we have, that's for sure. It certainly cannot make us like our bosses better if we already don't. But my view is it's going to be a game changer for more people, not just for those like me who are keen.
1: I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this discussion. I know I have. If you know someone who might make a good guest on our podcast or who has a wonderful work story to tell, please do get in touch with us. We are at cnepodcasts at mediacorp.com.sg.
2: The team that produces this podcast is Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Saya Win, and I'm Adrian.
1: And I'm Krispina, signing off.